Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Viewer discretion is advised. Your fave will be criticized. That's Chris. That's Shan. And welcome to CCTV, the nonstop pop show. And today we are discussing Beyonce's renaissance. If you're wondering who we are, Chris and I have a huge range of experience in the music industry from performing to working at record labels. So we have a lot of insight into this crazy music industry. And if you'd like to join us in these discussion, you can join us on our Patreon where you can give us some ideas, get to know us a little bit better, and you can join the crew at patreon.com slash CCTV Pops. And shout out to our crew members, Lisette, Lily, and Emily. Yay. Yeah. All right, so today we are here to discuss the Renaissance. Not the Harlem Renaissance, not the Renaissance from like what the 15th century, but Beyonce's Renaissance yes. Act One. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to dis- d- 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 detach from this album review because, again, I am a black woman. Um, so it's going to be very hard not to just be like, oh my God, she's speaking to me as we're reviewing this. But I'm super excited because this album was, I don't want to say unexpected, but it's very interesting because there's a lot of hands in the pot and a lot of interesting things that happen sonically and, and I guess politically in a sense mm-hmm. in the music, political music mm-hmm. politics, if you will. Uh, so uh, yes, Renaissance also known as act one Renaissance is the seventh studio album by Beyonce. And it was released July 29th, 2022. And the album is an eclectic journey through the various genres of dance music. And it's also her first solo studio release since Lemonade in 2016, because then she had that, you know, the, the Bay Z album, and then she had um, the gift. Mm-hmm. So not really anything solo or popish and it serves as the first installment of a trilogy project and beyonce has stated that the album's meant to reflect her state of mind during and post vidco 19 um and it has broken the spotify record for the most streamed album in a single day by a female artist in 2022 and has been met with both critical acclaim and a collection of criticism so that being said we are here to give our take on act one renaissance We will now go track by track and discuss the production of vocals and lyrics and give our ratings for each song. Please join us as well. We'd love to see your ratings. So leave it in the comments or send us a message. Um, All right. So first off, before we get into it, can I just say it's very hard for me not to just give like 10 to everything Um, because I think as a project, it's very cohesive and it's clearly meant to be listened to as a full thing. So I'm going to do my very best to be objective. So the first song is I'm That Girl. And this was written by Beyonce, The Dream, Kelman Duran, Mike Dean, Tommy Wright III, Princess Loco, and Mac T-Dog. And with some production also with Jamil Ausi and S1. Did I say that right? Hopefully. Um, There's also a sample (laughs) of Still Pimpin' written by Tommy Wright III and Andrea Summers. Um, which is the Princess Loco track, basically. Um, So before we even get into it, there are a lot of samples on this album, so they are listed as the producers and songwriters, depending on how 
it was used. So just right. a lot of credits. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll what do you think? That of... though, right? Yes, we will. <laughs> so what do you think of I'm That Girl? This is an intro, okay? Like, mm. you know, when I think of an intro, I'm thinking, okay, you're building up, you're setting us up for something, right? I mean, this is a thesis statement. These mofos ain't stopping me. I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> again, that, that sample was really cool. And uh, Chris and I complained about samples constantly. Uh, so it was nice to kind of hear it in this way and it add almost to like the the percussion of the song, which is where it's like, and the bass is going. Like, of course you have the words, but something about it was just like, it just kept driving the song and it got, got faster and faster. Like it was her giving her speech. She's just kind of speaking in her lower tone. It's like the, 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 it's like the declaration of fabulousness. Like she was, as she said, dead ass. Um, the lyrics are like self-titled Beyonce. Um, she's giving you that non-GMO realness and wow. I mean, it just feels relatable for a reason. Like even though she's saying I am this and I am that, it feels like anyone could say this. It's very universal. It's very I am I am every woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when you know who you are and what power you have, you feel like you, you feel like you're that girl for all intents and purposes. And yes, you can be that girl. And if you want a man, a woman, a they, them, a Zoe, a third mm-hmm. spirit, you can be that girl. Um, and I have to say, the harmonies, because mm, she's rapping so much, it's just like, where is this singing? And she has it in and out. And especially in that un American life, that section there, right there, those are the nice little harmonies coming in and out in a very subtle way where you're not overpowered, but still wanting more. Mm-hmm. And I think because it swells so much, you yearn for more. And then the first transition comes in, there's a slight change, tempo change there. It's just like, ah, before we get to that, what are your thoughts about this intro? Yes, very cool intro. I think it sets up the project very well. I like that we're not going straight into, you know, uns, uns dance um (laughs) you know it's a nice kind of subtle tension that kind of starts Mm -hmm. it all first off i agree the sample is very cool and i love that she's starting the whole project with someone else's voice actually like that's very cool um yeah and yeah the whole thing just feels very pensive i like how it kind of starts off with her vocal being very kind of unemotional um Mm -hmm. but then the ooze kind of build throughout and her vocal also gets more intense as the track continues and that's emphasized with the layers and the octaves and everything that you mentioned as well um Mm -hmm. so yeah i think as a whole it's a really great teaser for the whole project um Mm -hmm. the production i mean yeah the production the percussions all very subtle um yeah so yeah i think does the song stand out on its own I don't know. Um, maybe not, mm. actually. So, like, will I choose to listen to the song on its own outside of listening to the full project? Probably not, to be honest. But <laughs> in the larger picture, in the context of the album as an intro, it's awesome and it does its job in that role. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I agree. It feels very much like intro to the concert. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. So what would you rate this track? Oh, okay, wait. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, if I'm just judging it as a song on its complete own. Do that. Do that, yes. In the grand scheme of things, given what we're about to listen to, um, it Uh gets a seven. How about you? (laughs) Eight. Okay. I mean, that's Wait, like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, I'll give it an eight. Okay, I'm, I'm struggling because I like the way it makes me feel. Eight. Okay, I'll give it an eight. Up next, we have Cozy, <laughs> written by Beyonce. Nija, Mike Dean, Dave Gillies, The Second, The Dream, Green Velvet, Honey Dijon, Luke Solomon, Core East. The song actually combines Liddell Townsell's 
and MTF's Get With You and Unique by Danube Dance featuring Kim Cooper. Uh, while liter littering in a legendary quote from the T.S. Madison viral YouTube video, Bitch, I'm back. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, Beyonce's cussing a lot on this, which is interesting. Um, and also, the dream is all over this album production-wise, mm -hmm. which is interesting because, I mean, he did Single Ladies, he did One Plus One, and some other tracks are two as well, but those are the ones that kind of just stand out in my brain right now. Um, I'm going to let you kick us off. What did you think about Cozy? All right. <laughs> so first off, I'm going to mention this. This actually applies to pretty much every uh -huh. song, but I'm just going to say it once. The seags and transitions between each song are amazing. They're yeah. so, so good and seamless. I can't even, like, I just can't gush yeah. enough about it. Um, <laughs> everyone needs to take notes. Like, this is how you want, pe how make you make people listen to a full project from start to finish. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's just very well thought out. So, all right. Okay. So again, <laughs> the samples in this are so cool. You know, mm -hmm. like you mentioned, we do complain about samples a lot when they're not used. Mm -hmm. Um, appropriately yeah. but this this is clearly very inspired and very well thought out and yeah they kind of took these kind of more um bright house tracks and then they kind of made it feel like a little dirtier um so yeah. the way it's all combined is really cool along with um t.s madison's words too mm -hmm. just very simple but very powerful so yeah just really cool use in this track right. yeah i think this song continues the kind of effortless vocal delivery um from the first mm -hmm. track um, there's a yeah. little more energy, but she's still not really pushing. Like, you know, she's not crazy belting the way no. that we know she can. And she doesn't need yes. to because she's cozy. Um, and I love the use of the <laughs> yes. word cozy. I've never used it in that sense, but it's, I love the way it's right. used in, in this song. I love the lyric, feet up above your sins. I think that's just a cool mm -hmm. phrase that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, the rhythm and cadence for the second verse is also a big highlight for me. Um, and just mm -hmm. the way all the backing vocals and layers come in, um, just keep, the song is just really interesting all throughout. This is probably one of my favorites yeah. on the album. Yeah. Yeah. I think the percussion in this one is kind of what kind of keeps, doom, 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 I don't know, something about it just feels like me and my dance studio dancing with a bald gay man who was teaching us jazz funk he's always had like these very just gay tracks just very ballroomy-esque just something that makes you want to move even though you're just taking a very, pot of beret but, but it made the pot of beret even more interesting because mm -hmm. of the song it made you really want to get into it it was simple but it's just something about the feeling, the the energy behind it made you want to dance better. Uh, I mean, it's just, again, it makes you want to groove and do some African, okay? I mean, lyrically, she's going down a list of what she's been through. She's been light. She's been dark. She's been up and down. And now she's painting the world puss pink. Now, the light and the dark thing, I think about in literal sense, like when she was dealing with like the, the companies that were lightening her skin. And then, mm -hmm. and then when people realized that she was actually black at the Super Bowl, like it's just so funny because I'm like, <laughs> if you take it in that literal sense, she has kind of gone through the whole spectrum of what an artist could be. She sold her soul, but she's so saved. Like, it's just very interesting if you're thinking about uh, who mm -hmm. she is and like her whole kind of like discography and, and her effect on the quote unquote culture. Um, and I, the song is giving like Afrobeats, but in the awesome chill ways. I love the shakers and whatever kind of like ch -ch 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 sounds that are in there. Mm -hmm. The harmonies are a good mix too. They're not just like the typical one, three, five. There's some minors. Some of them sound really dissonant but it still maintains this mantra energy so right after right after i'm that girl cozy comes in you feel like you're chanting you hear the background vocals cozy you know it's, something about it just feels like people are in a circle <laughs> chanting and going back to what you were saying about samples 
<clears throat> Tory Lanez, <clears throat> Chris Brown, <clears throat> everyone else now in the past freaking year and a half. This is what good sampling is. I mean, if you look at Janet's If, there are three to four different samples in that song from different genres of music, but you would not know it because it was mixed so well and 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 and, and flipped and scripted and all this other crap so well. You're just like, mm, gorgeous. And the crazy thing about this, as gritty as it sounds, there are some really like trembly kind of strings that sound like something from a Disney movie right in the um the chorus section and the synths are there too. And there's horns at the end and then a tempo switch. I'm like, ah, honestly, I love quieter, rappy kind of B. Um, it just adds to the coolness of it. Because I can't see a, a, a Christina doing this. I can't see Ari doing it. It's just something about her sounds so natural. Again, this is going back to self-title. Self-title, we were hearing lower Beyonce, more like, you know, kiss my feet Beyonce. This is like bow down, but now she's kind of crowd surfing on the haters, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love that, you know, that beach, I'm black. <laughs> that was hilarious. I love that little snippet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, honestly... I'm going to have to just give it, I don't want to give it a high score. <laughs> you don't want to give it a high score? Give, I do, but I don't want to because you have so many other songs. I will give this, I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. I'm going to give it a nine. Nine. <laughs> I will also give it a nine. All right. So the third track is Alien Superstar, and I'm about to list a bunch of names. Beyonce, Honey Dijon, Mike Dean, Blue June, Brittany Coney, Jay-Z, Lucky Day, David Hamlin, Labyrinth, 070 Shake, Rami, Leven Kali, Peter Rauhofer, Cam Dela, John Michael Holiday, Richard Fairbrass, Rob Manzol, Sal Dali, LeVar Coppin, Inc., Luke Solomon, and Chris Penny. Yes. And the reason <laughs> there are so many writers on here... And we know mm-hmm. Diane Warren also tweeted about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, is because there are a lot of samples on here. I believe there are four, mm-hmm. um, right? Yes. Yeah, four. You've got I'm Too Sexy. You've got Moonraker. We've got the Black Beater speech by Barbara and Tear. And we also have Unique. Mm-hmm. So Come on. this song is actually, at the time of recording this episode, is number one on the U.S. iTunes chart. And it yes. is one of the three tracks that they have tr- sent to radio um, to, I guess, try and figure out their next single. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's get into it. What do you think of Alien Superstar? I got prints from this. Mm. Um, I was getting very, just the purple one. I was getting the purple one in his prime, in his buttless tux. I was just getting very like, you know, him walking and, you know, just when when Prince was making very like self-indulgent songs, it would kind of lean in this kind of direction. Even when he gave music to his female protégés, it was still very sexy, still kind of percussive. Like, I mean, um, Sheila E, you know, things like that. It's just, ooh, it's giving ballroom, of course but Prince in his buttless tux in the ballroom. And back to Diane, um, I mean, this okay, the song does have like 511 different songwriters. I get it, but I mean, with the samples, you have to get them cleared or else you're gonna have court cases. Uh, Robin Thicke, uh, Little Nas X, uh, shall I go on to the people who did not give credit to or mention people even if it's a line. Yeah, I think, well, I think she did kind of tweet again after that. I don't think she realized there were this many samples on it. Um, yeah. But even then, when a song has a bunch of producers slash writers, like, we mm-hmm. see that a lot, obviously, in K-pop now. But sometimes you're like, yes. how is that possible when there's, like, one chorus and it's super basic, right? In yes. this case, for this song and most of the album, you can tell it's very well thought out. I mean, yes, some of the mm-hmm. songs, I'm still kind of, like, really 10 people did this. But at the end of the day, <laughs> overall... Yeah. 
all those people, mm -hmm. I assume, did contribute something important to it. Um, so I guess right. that's just kind of the most important thing. Um, but it does suck yes. royalty-wise, because their percentages are going to be very small. But it's Beyonce, so it's going to sell billions. So it adds up. It, it works yes. out. <laughs> oh, which is another conversation about Beyonce putting her name on everything. Mm -hmm. um, Let's oh not my God. get into that <laughs> in this one. I know, but I would love to have uh, one of the 100 percenters come talk about that, because they, oh boy, they would have, this is a discussion for mm -hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, going back to the song and not just the stuff yeah. surrounding it, uh, I love this song and I was mm -hmm. trying not to love it, but I was just like, oh, this is hard because I heard it on TikTok, like, you know, I'm just as for this world forever. I was like, girl, come on. That's the first time oh. you heard it on TikTok? No, not the first time. I'm just oh. saying, like, I was trying not to fall for it because when I heard uh, that problem, I don't know, whatever. Because, you know, when, th when things go viral on TikTok, it's just like, okay, is it because it's TikTok or, but it's just the whole thing all together. Mm -hmm. You're just like, wow, it is worth the TikTok. It is worth the damn TikTok. It makes you feel like that girl, again, going back to the first, uh, uh, the first track. And I love the spelling of unique in the chorus. Oh my Q N I Q. I, at first, I didn't realize the hell what she was saying, and I was like, "Oh my god, she's spelling unique." I love it. Like you said, there's something about people spelling things in a good pop song. It just feels yeah. so good. I love it. And there's it. harmonies on it. Like the lyrics are dirty, but the harmonies are really heavenly. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the song is very self-aware and confident. And I love the like Maya Angelou-esque pearl beneath my legs, diamond beneath my thighs. Like it reminded me of Still I, Still I Rise. Um, for those who don't know that poem, it's a great poem. And I think I kind of, I felt that. I felt a little bit of Nikki Giovanni. I felt a little bit of Maya Angelou in here. And I was so happy that it was delivered in such a cool, effective way where Tina Marie talking to the bridge became Beyonce kind of rapping with heart again. Oh, and then, the outro buzzes really nicely and we're like ascending into the mothership. Like the, the, the background vocals going, ah, as we're going up, like, where is mm -hmm. she taking us? Like, it was just, it's a lot to work with. And I, again, I felt this way about Kylie's Supernova, which is something about super and space. It just works for pop singers. I don't, I don't know why. But it just <laughs> yes, we love the alien imagery uh, for pop stars, yeah. right? Um, yes. Which and it works, I think, in this case. It's a great visual. I really hope we get a video. Mm -hmm. I assume there's a visual oh, for this gosh. whole album, and I hope she doesn't disappoint because now we've come to expect that, but maybe she doesn't like that. So I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say throughout the whole album, I love that we're getting more talky, rappy Beyonce. Um, it's mm. very fun, um, and I like yeah. that we're getting the full dynamic because sometimes it feels more like spoken word or poetry. Sometimes it does oh. feel more like a rap, and it's more kind of musical in that way. Um, and you get yeah. that dynamic in this song as well. Um, yeah, the I'm Too Sexy sample, I remember when it leaked a few days prior to the <laughs> album coming out that, that there was a sample, and, um, or I don't know if she just revealed it or whatever, but I was mm -hmm. really curious what she was going to do, and this totally went beyond my expectations, um, because... Yes. The way she sings it is so beautiful, um, uh -huh, and uh -huh. and it's just very inspired. Like it's just such a great idea, um, and then you combine that with that kind of wiry synth, that extended synth that goes behind it yes. too. It just sounds super super cool, um, and yeah, just a really cool listening experience. I will say I love Barbara and Tear speech in there, and then with mm -hmm. that kind of operatic, almost operatic outro as well. Just really yeah. really beautiful, um, and yeah, you know we've kind of alluded to it already, but this album is really like a drag queen's dream it's Come just full now. of drama tons of dynamics mm -hmm. and of course the lyrics are just very queer i think just in how yeah. 
just in a lot of the references and just how they're written. Yeah, I just can't wait to see some drag queens just slay these yeah. songs. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's going to be so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what do you rate this song? I'm going to give it a 10. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel like it's 10 too much. 10. I'll give it 10. Yeah, I'm giving it a 10 also. This one is great. <laughs> this song, I really want to cuff this song. And speaking of cuffing, the next track is Cuff It. Oh, yes. <laughs> sure. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Let me look. Okay, listen, guys. It's been a while. It's been a while since we've done these album reviews, and usually my transitions are a lot more smoother. My transitions are really very much renaissance in the past. We're getting it back, though. We're getting it back. Um, but yeah, going right into Cuff It, we have Nile Rogers, Blue June, Beyonce, Raphael Sadiq, Brittany Coney, The Dream, Morden Reese, Reese, excuse me, Ristorp, Alan McGreer and Tina Marie. And we have producers Nova Wave, Sadiq, Reese, and The Dream Again. And this actually contains a very short interpol interpolation of Ooh La La, written by Mary Brockert and Alan McGreer, and performed by my girl Tina Marie, Lady T. All right, so this song is pretty, like, <laughs> I guess normal quote-unquote normal yes yes so yeah, first right? i will note this is also another track that has been sent to radio as potential single yeah. um which makes sense because like you just said it's a little safer um it's mm -hmm. very catchy but definitely the most pure pop in the sense of just kind of its structure um and yeah i guess just kind of the way it is um but i will say after some of these kind of dirtier tracks that we've had um so far <laughs> this one is a bit brighter you know i love the funky yeah. guitar i like the more kind of classic disco dance beat love the horns that mm -hmm. come in then kind of build throughout um so even though it is a safer song it's a good song um i absolutely <laughs> love the background vocals in this just super beautiful and also just you know, just some f fun things to chant along to or sing along to, like, yeah. I need a drink, you know, like all that fun <laughs> yeah. stuff. Um, and I love that there's still a reference to spaceships in the chorus, you know, keep that theme mm -hmm. going from the previous song, just again, just shows the cohesiveness and how this whole project is just like perfect as a whole. Um, mm -hmm. And I also love that the phrase cuff it only happens near the end. I love when yeah. songs, you know, don't aren't like very obvious titles. Um, there are a few songs on here like this. But yeah, that whole last minute is just so awesome. Like it peaks and then you get this kind of dirtier outro that then kind of makes it sound more like the previous songs. Um, yeah. And the isolated horns with that kind of bass sound mm -hmm. really cool. Just a really, really cool track, even though it, it is the safer one. It's still artistic yeah. growth, I think, for Beyonce. So, right. Yeah. I agree. I think the producers on this were very interesting, like a very like mix up of like who, huh? Nile, uh, 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 Raphael Sadiq, okay, uh, Reese, like, uh, like Reese does Lucas Graham. Mm -hmm. How that happened with Beyonce? I guess it was a conversation. Someone's like, hey, I know a guy, um, Nile Rogers. You can definitely hear that. Oh you yeah, know, Raphael Sadiq is Tony, Tony, Tony. You know what I'm saying? Like he is. He, <laughs> hello. Um, for the, for the young kids, I don't know who Raphael Sadiq is. Is that um. A Bay Bay, that little anniversary remix that's been going popular on TikTok with the weird shuffle foot thing that people have been doing. That's Raphael Sadiq in 2020 Tony. Um, Ooh La La with Tina Marie. That's like one of my favorite freaking songs. Like, it's so good. You can hear it in Fuji La with, you know, the Fugees and um, Lauren Hill sings the part, the Ooh La La La. Um, anyway, because all these people are here with different kind of like influences, I think that's what kind of makes this song a little bit more like interesting because it's like, Let's not use a typical like 
that's typical. It's the same kind of sound. Let's introduce more horns. Let's introduce more things. Um, and I think after two years of like straight retro sounds, people mm-hmm. were expecting this. Like, follow the trend. I mean, yeah. funk and disco is not something that Beyonce is afraid of. Like, let's be real here. When she comes from the school of Tina Turner, you have all these kinds of influences in you. Um, gotta work it out. People weren't really jamming with it. They weren't really gelling with it. We get it. That was supposed to be the first single. It did not work out. And then bam, crazy in love comes. We got the horns. We got the sample from the shy lights. Are you gonna are you my woman? Like she always has had this kind of funky yeah. you know, thing going on with her. And I think people kind of forget that. You know, because all they think is single ladies from the from the freaking I Am album, which is fine. But I mean, if you listen to four, the first album got leaked from her, which is unfortunate it is full of older sounds that people just seem to not be really paying attention to um but honestly the song bam comes up here too it makes me think of blow from self-titled like really this is like a kind of a continuation from self-titled for me a more mature mm-hmm. or i don't know i just something about it just feels like a nice fit in her discography um and I think, like like you said, with the cuff it at the end, the like, cuff it, cuff it, cuff it, bust it, bust it, bust it. Oh, my God. I love that part. It's mm-hmm. fun. And I think of, like, how much she loves her man. Like, she loves her some Jay-Z. It seems like she falls in love with him over and over again. Like, I can hear her kind of smiling as she's singing. And I love the for you section because she crawls into, like, this really low harmony at the last one. The for you. For you. It's very low. <laughs> it's very low. And I love that. Production-wise, it is safe. Um, there's strings. There's There's horns. But I think the runs, the effortlessness of them and the harmonies make it feel so cool. And the bridge has cowbell and some horn trills and cymbal crashes. But again, nothing too crazy. Very palatable, familiar, but still fun. Mm-hmm. So how do you rate it? I will give it a nine. How about you? Oh, okay. I will give it a 8.5. All right. So the next <laughs> track is Energy. And this one was done by Beyonce, Beam, Chad Hugo, Pharrell Williams, Skrillex, Al Cress, Jordan Douglas, Tazita Makuria, Blue June, Brittany Coney, The Dream, Tina Marie, Alan McGreer, Black and Mild, and Big Freya. All right. So mm-hmm. this one, again, contains that interpolation of Ooh La La, uh, but also mm-hmm. includes um, a sample of Explode, performed by Big Fridia, and Milkshake, written by Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, and performed by Khalees. So, we have to talk about the drama, because oh, uh, yeah. this week, Beyonce removed the sample from the track after facing some internet backlash in the wake of Khalees revealing that no one reached out to her about the collaboration. Right. So uh, the pair, uh, Pharrell and Chad, reportedly gave Beyonce the right to use Milkshake without notifying Khalees, which has in turn caused mm-hmm. controversy and a little bit of a rift. I feel like I still yeah. hear like the Milkshake-ness in that dance mm-hmm. beat. So they didn't, take, so, yeah. they didn't take Pharrell and Chad off the credits. I think they just removed the kind of la 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 las at the end, la, 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 um, la, la, which is unfortunate yeah. because I actually think they actually did add something interesting to that end. But... Without even mentioning that, um, this is stupid. Um, Khalees has, and like Beyonce and the Aww. label, I assume it's the label that cleared the samples. Yeah. They reached out to the right people. It's not their fault that Khalees signed a bad contract and did not get publishing or master ownership for the song and her other ones, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, speaking. yeah, it's honestly, yeah. no one had, no one needed to notify her sorry like i I don't know what else to say that's how i feel about it like this 
okay. I, I feel like it, it's a disservice to the song unfortunately yeah and and, and it's, it's unfortunate because again she probably feels like it's a little tainted because no one asked her but for the first time in a really long time you're getting acknowledged and you had a credit did you she actually have a credit though maybe not a credit but she was accredited as as yeah, opposed to yeah. being shafted by her former collaborators you know what i'm saying you go yeah, it, it yeah. Just, it, you went from like young fresh and new and then the tasty album and then all of a sudden you know the, the you guys are done with each other, which sucks because I love me some Khalees. I really do enjoy her. It's just unfortunate that she hasn't gotten a lot of acknowledgement. They've kind of just forgotten that she's even existed at this point. Um, <laughs> you know, and now you get a mention. It just, oh, it just sucks because I can get where she's coming from in the sense of like, well, no one told me. But, but like you said, technically speaking, if you remove all the emotions and like all this other stuff, logically speaking, everything was done. People were contacted. Yeses were given. It is what it is. And now your name's not on it. It doesn't have to be, but it's just, again, awkward. Pretty awkward. Yeah, it's a little but, awkward, yeah, but I don't think it needed to be done in that way. Um, yeah. But you know what? Yeah. Whatever. Out of you respect, know. Out of, she took it off. Yeah. Now. Right. Right. Um, it's still on this album, though. <laughs> yes. I, I, it'll but... be very interesting, actually. I mean, you have the original physical. I wonder if it might be worth something later because it's like the initial run, right? Because right yeah um right. so take good mm. care of that just in case <laughs> all right so um i'm gonna be honest this song doesn't really mm. stand out for me um because mm -hmm. it almost kind of feels like a long interlude or intro for break my soul um I, you know I mean... it's only it's less than two minutes um i think the yeah. kind of bassy synth thing is cool but honestly like melodically lyrically it doesn't really do anything for me the beam features mm -hmm. okay there's some interesting like blips and blops you know, throughout it um and it gets a little you know the energy uh does kind of increase as it goes but yeah i mean i don't know especially with the way the sieg is done it really just feels like an intro mm -hmm. to break my soul um mm -hmm. so yeah this one's fine you know what? Yeah, yeah i agree completely with you i feel like that first verse into the beam feature was like a slave to the previous song because like it was that once she left that behind that per, uh, the the production it was just like okay the transition came and then it went you know what i'm saying you go from like what is it cuff it to mm -hmm. this and it was the same thing but then it just kept going and i'm like okay where is this going and then the sample not sample the feature came in although like, oh, this is interesting um but yeah i mean her rapping is fun and i would love to hear the pop 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 pops with the yes, band like i want to see that's her. a fun part yeah yeah but it took what how long for you to get there because you were still attached to the transition that was happening because cuff it you know so uh, i agree with the interlude kind of thing it feels very like a transition but you know it was a bridge to the next level of energy because then you hear big frida um just doing her mm -hmm. bah, 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 her plosives and ah, you know i sound crazy but yes. yeah, yeah so how do you rate energy mm, okay i think on its own ooh, i probably have to just give it a, i guess oh <laughs> oh okay if i have to just give it a rating just on its own it's kind of low to be honest i give it like a 6.5 yeah, <laughs> the pain yo this is great <laughs> like it's almost like blasphemous it's like do i really want to do this yeah. um you know you know i agree i think because it just mm, i'll give it a seven okay i'll give it a seven yeah by itself like could it stand by itself mm, no no but yeah sorry if we broke some hearts um but we're getting right into the next song which is break my soul which was done by tricky stewart who was 
who used to go by Trickster. I don't know what happened to that. Big Frida, Black and Mild, Fred McFarlane, Alan George, Jay-Z, The Dream, and Yance herself. Mm -hmm. And also there is Isaac Swing that is also credited as a producer. And this contains elements of Show Me Love by Robin S., mm -hmm. written by Alan George and Fred McFarlane, and Explode, written by Freddie Ross, and Adam Piggott, which, and it was performed by Big Frida, mm -hmm. you know, the queen of the New Orleans bounce, honey. She be holding it down. Yeah. Um, this is her single. Mm-hmm. Good first single. Mm-hmm. Solid first single. Nice little sampler, appetizer. Left room for, like, more to be desired, but not in a way where you're unsatisfied. It just felt kind of just like, oh, interesting. Where is this going? You know what I'm saying? Like, because for her to use something that was sampled or interpolated and she's never really done that except maybe with the crazy in love and you're like oh yeah okay if you know like shy lights you would know but if you don't know it's like it's just a cool pop song this one everyone knows everyone knows that everyone knows that so it was interesting what do you think about this one transitioning from energy this like meh kind of like thing mm -hmm. into this. well i will say if you take those two together it almost makes break my soul better because of the way it builds it up so if that was what mm -hmm. energy was for it does its job well you see a lot of people saying that break my soul hits harder when you listen to it kind of in the context of the album yeah. so I, I understand that from that point of view and i agree with that um yeah. and yeah i think i love the show me love sample um again mm -hmm. kind of with what she's been doing she just makes it all a little cooler um yeah. you know um yeah. and so really well done um it makes sense to me as a first single i think it's a good representation mm -hmm. of kind of some of the different influences it's very catchy and it's kind of simple um in a way mm -hmm. um compared to the rest of the album yeah. so yeah, I think the overall build is fun. I like the kind of rap parts. I remember when I first heard it, that, that was probably what was yes. most exciting, right? So I'm glad that that has kind of been through other tracks as well. Um, and I like how the backing vocals sometimes sound like a church chorus, which yeah. may allude to what the next song is, which is awesome. Um, right. And I just can't wait to hear her do this live. I think it's going to be really mm. cool once the Sugar Mamas get their hands on it, you know? Though it does have a typical pop structure, I think yeah. the production just is constantly changing. Um, so that's mm. what makes it kind of a little more unconventional and it makes it an exciting listen every time. And yeah, you know, the song yeah. has just grown on me a lot, I think, through yes. this past month that it's been out. Um, also, we haven't yes. really mentioned... Beyonce's mm -hmm. vocal tone has definitely oh aged, but it sounds yeah. great. It's become a lot more full, mm -hmm. um, slightly more raspy, um, mm -hmm. but she does sound a lot more like Kelly Rowland. I remember that's the first thing that I thought mm -hmm. when I first heard this song <laughs> is that she sounds like Kelly. And I mean that in the best mm -hmm. way possible, because clearly they obviously yeah. they, grew, they grew up together, so it would make sense that their yeah, techniques and like... stuff are the same, but even tonally now... <laughs> Yeah, very yeah, similar, like right which is there. awesome. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, just want to say, all the memes of the people like quitting mm -hmm. their jobs or not doing their jobs well because of this <laughs> song, just extra hilarious because Beyonce herself <laughs> has never had a regular desk job. So, no. people, this is just for fun. <laughs> Don't quit your job because Beyonce has no idea what we go through. Not at all. You know what's interesting <laughs> about that? It's like, <laughs> that goes back to what I was saying about like, even though she's saying it, it's yeah. going back to, it's just like, 
I just fell in love. I just quit my job. I'm like, yeah, I did. I'm going to quit my job. I'm like, wait, I can't quit my job. But just something <laughs> about it just feels so relatable. I'm like, yeah. oh, she always gets me. Um, but you said everything I was thinking. And it just makes me think, like, will Act 2 have features? Like, with Solange, Kelly. Like, yeah, I mean, we all hear Kelly in this second verse. And if you don't, you're tripping. Because let's be real here. Kelly was on the dance yeah. thing before everyone else in the group mm-hmm. like yeah you know michelle had break the dawn wait yeah she had that but yeah. <laughs> but kelly had when love takes over yeah yeah come on and commander mm-hmm. oh her in that yes. spandex i'm so confused as to why she got off the wave but she was on it and then mm-hmm. freaking we found love comes out like how many years later i'm like you were this you would have just stayed on it kelly she could have been our our, our, our Donna. I mean, she still looks like her. I'm waiting for the biopic. I'm waiting for it. Um, but yes, I think vocally, like he's like production wise, I think what made it so interesting was the bassier kind of grittiness added to the sample. And mm-hmm. then like the, you won't break my soul. You won't break my soul. It's going, boom, boom, boom. Mm-hmm. There's a build there. So you're just like, oh, this is going beyond just a regular dance with a pulse, like a dance mm-hmm. beat with a pulse. It has like a bridge. It's going higher. It's, it's elevating itself. And I and I love her vocal approach. Again, it's lower. It's more raspier. But I think that everybody, that, that, oh, so simple. But it comes in and out here and there. Love it. And I think that gospel ending with the chorus singing behind her. Everyone's like quitting their job. We won't break my soul. <laughs> you won't break, you know, marching, you know, before marching their asses back because they have work at nine in the morning. But still, the idea of like when you leave and you clock out, it's like, get the hell out of here. I'm done. Goodbye. You won't break me. Mm-hmm. And of course, Big Frida's voice in between there. Oh, yes. Ties in that retroness, but brings back that current feel and it brings back, like, I don't know, the relatability. Because how many different communities is she touching with this one song? Oh, yeah. Like, she's, the hands are wide. It's very omnipresent, this song. I don't, something about it just felt like, if you, you don't like it, cool, I get it. But can you not relate to one to quit your job? Can you not relate to people trying to put you down? Mm-hmm. And that's what this song is. It's interesting. It's, I feel like this is the more, like, quote, unquote, political Beyonce that everyone was expecting. Like, she's making a statement. Not really. No. And that's fine. The song, this album is not about her making a statement. Yeah. It's about her just having fun. And if you relate to it, mm-hmm. then that's her social commentary, not like a full on, you won't break my soul. <laughs> like, it's not, not going no, there. No, I'm in the mind you know? that I don't want a political album from her. Exactly. Um, so yeah. I'm glad she didn't go that route, but maybe Act Two or Act Three will be, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, but anyway, maybe. I yes. will definitely give this one a 10. How about you? I will give it a 10 as well. <laughs> cool. All right. So yes. we said there was a church choir. Mm-hmm. And the next song is Church Girl, yes. which was done by Beyonce, <laughs> The Dream, No ID, Twinkle Clark, DJ Jimmy, Derek Robert, Ordone, James Brown, Orville, Bugs Can Can Hall, Phil Trigaman Price, Ralph McDonald, and William Salter. And this contains four samples. Um, they're Center of Thy Will, performed by the Clark Sisters, Where Are They At, mm-hmm. performed by DJ Jimmy, Think About It, performed by Lynn Collins, and Drag Rap Trigger Man, written by, or performed by the Showboys. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, so, after such a <laughs> high-energy moment, this song pulls mm-hmm. it all back perfectly. Um, it's really interesting, mm-hmm. though, because the intro, then I'm like, oh, is this a ballad or is it mid-tempo? But no. Uh... We're still at the party. <laughs> <laughs> We're still at the party. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so what do you think yeah. of Church Girl? <laughs> 
You know what? The way the song came in, it reminded me of a rapper's track because of the um, the sample. The way it came in, I'm like, I can hear a rapper on it. I can hear Jay on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it reminded me of the Bay Z album that they released a while back together. Like it, it, it just felt like, oh, a rapper could have done this. Um, the song felt like it was combating like melodically for me a little bit. I don't know why, but something it just wasn't giving it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, even when the chorus came in, you see me on the upside. I was like. This ain't it. This ain't it melodically. And something about it just was not giving me, like, I wasn't connecting to it instantly. Mm-hmm. But then, again, it got to this dancey part, and it felt like 7-Eleven. It felt like Get Me Body. Yes. And then all of a sudden, it felt like me, myself, and I met it in the middle. <laughs> Where it's like, I see my worth. You know, I'm doing the best yeah. I can. I don't have a man. I don't have this. I'm doing the best I can. Drop it like a thought. And drop it like a... I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? You know, like, yes. this song really encompasses, like, the bad girl experience. Like, you know, you sitting there popping it popping it on Saturday night, but you have to wake up the next day to go to Sunday service. You know, Jesus, yeah. you know, like, there's just like, it's just like, yeah. you know, even with the Clark sisters kind of thing in there, like I, again, think rappers sampling. So I like that she did it, but just certain melodic choices were not my favorite. Um, but yeah, I think the, the, the lyrics were funny because people are like, it must be the casket. It ain't your face. That little Nelly tip drill moment. Mm-hmm. I thought it was funny because people were like, does she mean Jay-Z? No, she's talking about every other man in the club. It must be your money because it definitely is not your face. You know, I like the way it kind of percolates there in that New Orleans kind of like it's very city girls. It's very Southern Baptist church with mm-hmm. the Clark sisters. Um, so again, I mean, it's not bad, but for me, I was just like for a second before all the dancing and the shaky shaky came in yeah Um, i appreciate how experimental it is i guess it is kind of (laughs) yeah it's like those frankenstein songs we talk about so much where it's like the verses of the chorus don't feel like the same song at all um yeah but in this case i think it kind of works actually um Mm -hmm. because i think the switch up once you kind of know it's happening it's not that actually like the the transition isn't that jarring um so they did a good job with that but i kind of like that the lyrics are kind of more empowering and and kind of sweet (laughs) and then it's like yeah drop it like thotty yeah um but that's what makes it fun so i appreciate that um but yeah you mentioned get me bodied definitely the first time i heard this song i was like oh my god there's something about the rhythm here that sounds like get me bodied um especially in the post chorus um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah so yeah i think the song is definitely one of the more unique songs on the album could it be Mm -hmm. single probably not um but I think it pulls from the different influences and ideas really well. Um, and, yeah. it, and it is a unique song on the album and it stands out for me. So yeah. Uh, what do yeah. you rate this one? Okay. I will give it an 8.5. Yeah. I will give it an eight. <laughs> okay. Up next is a plastic off the sofa written by Nick Green, Sid, Sabrina Claudio, Beyonce and Patrick page. The second, as well as Levin Kali. Mm. Um, this song is interesting. The title of the song is really interesting because I think of plastic on a sofa. I think of island families. I think of my Filipino friends and their couches, you know, trying to keep things, you know, clean and my legs sticking to the sofa. So I just don't get the whole plastic off, the plastic off the sofa thing as a choice. Um, Yeah. You know, I was like, "Mm, I don't get it. Um, And it's interesting to see the songwriters for sure. Like Sabrina Claudio, for those who don't know, she has mastered this neo jazz thing because she's mixed like a lot of jazz, um, jazzy, I guess, like nuance in her electric 
kind of i don't know how to explain it but she has a very interesting sound that works yeah. for her cool. so when i see that her name is on it i think oh that makes sense for how dirty the lyrics are but how sweet and smooth and fluid everything mm-hmm. comes across that's where sabrina sits in she kind of whispers things and she whispers things but it's like sade meets i don't know how to describe it but it's like oh this girl has a great falsetto and you can hear all these old falsettos here that Beyonce does. Because Beyonce doesn't really sing in her falsetto like normally unless she's trying to just use it for like, I guess, like effect in certain songs. But this one's kind of just like, ah, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. sitting in my mixed voice the whole time, which is really pretty. Um, again, the sultry, dirty thing on a platinum platter is Sabrina for sure. But Beyonce sounds really cool, especially in the talkie beds where she's like, you had a rough life. I like it rough. Or she's like, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, she's like, you know, um, yeah, I think you're so cool. Even though I'm cooler than you. I thought that was really cool. Like, I'm not saying she sounds yeah. like that. Like, it's just, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> but I just, it's fun because she doesn't have to sing all the time because we know she can sing. Like, we get it. Mm-hmm. It just sounded really dreamy. And it has like this very, like, I don't want to say bossa. It's not bossa, but it's an island acoustic sound. Yes. If it's, if it's African, I'm not sure. I'm not very good with like diasporic kind of like tunes like this i'm not really that that i'm not sure but it's really nice and i really appreciated it for all the noise that we got beforehand mm-hmm. you know so what do you how do you feel about this yes i think dreamy is a great word for this track first off you mentioned mm-hmm. blow earlier the intro of this yeah. sounds like blow for sure oh, yes. um the rest of it doesn't but the intro definitely does um right yeah right. i agree i think i i love how sweet this song is again just something mm-hmm. different from the rest of the album i love the production on it i think that you know the very light guitar strums just the whole thing feels very light like everyone's playing yeah. their instruments very lightly you know the <laughs> drums are being very lightly tapped the guitar is being very <laughs> lightly strummed yeah and and then the way she's singing matches that right um like you mentioned it's all her head voice or mix um and it's just mm-hmm. perfectly breathy and feels very open like the vibrato is very natural um so yeah mm-hmm. and there's also there are a lot of like little runs and trills in here um yes. but it never really feels like too much which she has you know that has been an issue in the past. the past um so i'm glad she doesn't <laughs> do the most for this um I want to say the harmonies actually are really cool in this too. Really interesting mm-hmm. choices and none of it distracts. It all just kind of adds to the fullness and just kind of keeps the song interesting. Cause again, every chorus yeah. kind of sounds different. Every part sounds different. Also, I have to say, mm-hmm. I know I said I wouldn't mention it again, but this outro in Sieg <laughs> is probably okay. my favorite of the transitions in the album. It's yeah. so smooth. It's so good. Yes. yes. So what do you rate this one? Um, I'm gonna give this one a fat nine okay. point five oh. ten. I'm, I'm being an You're asshole. I like the song. It's a ten. Okay. And, and I think I think in the sense of like it being super smooth, this is the the softer song that sounds yeah. really good and cohesive. Yes. So I'll give it a I'll give it a ten. I'll give okay. it a ten. Okay. I will give it a yeah. nine. Yes. Mm. Next one is Virgo's Groove, and this one was done by Beyonce, Levin Kali, Daniel Memi, Dustin Bowie, Dixon, Jazzy, Corporal, Blue June, and Brittany Coney with production also, again, by The Dream. I like this song. I mean, it reminds me, like, it's very funky, and this is... This is the song that when I heard, I was like, oh, no, Cuff, it got some competition, honey. Because, um, again, like you said, it is six minutes. And I love that she gave us, like, a real disco song that's, like, 12. Like, it's a 12-inch version. It's a 12-inch version asking for that eight-inch, okay? She was like, baby, come here. Give me some of that loving. And I like that. I like this something 
really sexy about her being vulnerable because she's such a powerful woman and for her to be like come over and, and give it to me and and do some nasty things to me it just reminded me of mary jane girls vanity six apollonia it just even labelle it's just it's, mm. oh that's what makes this song kind of fly effortlessly through the timelines you know the cadence of the raps and then the smoothness of the vocals and the harmonies it's just retro future done so well giving dua a little run for her money Okay, giving a little bit of a run for her money, okay? Mm. Um, but yeah, this song makes me want to go roller skating. Um, the bridge is very, very satisfying. Again, like I said, it's all these older girl groups from like way back in the day. Just, I just felt that from here. It feels very like, ooh, ah, yeah. It just, <laughs> there's a certain cheese that comes with those kind of background vocals, but it wasn't cheesy in this delivery. Mm -hmm. um, again, I just, ugh. And there's so many, like, really nice runs toward the end. Like, oh. those whisper runs. Mm -hmm. Like, honey, she was in her back. She was sitting there just, uh, uh. I know she was. There's there's no way she wasn't making that little, like, face where she lifts up, like, the corner of her lip. Like, if you know mm -hmm. what I'm talking about, oh, y'all yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. You, you've seen, uh. <laughs> Yes. So looking at the watch runs, like, I could feel it coming in. Wait. We just wait for a live performance. She's going to give us long-ass runs. I'm telling you. <laughs> this song will be 10 minutes because she'll just keep going. Um, yes. All right. Yes, I agree. Those last runs at the end of the song are beautiful. I love, I think you mentioned earlier, she doesn't usually use her head voice and stuff that much, but this time yeah. she's doing those transitions from her mix to the chest to the uh, really well. Very masterful, very beautiful. Um, mm -hmm. And it lasts just long enough, right? I hope she yep. doesn't do a crazy <laughs> 10, 15 minute version for the tour. Um, but yeah, um, also, this is like the karaoke nightmare. No one should attempt these ever. Please. <laughs> Please don't. That would just be like the worst minute ever, pretty much from anyone. Oh my God, um, yes. Anyway, production wise, I actually really like the song. Um, mm -hmm. The dynamic between the wavy synths, the dance beat, the funky bass, just I love mm. that sound. So this is yes. just candy for me, uh, for my ears. Um, and yeah, yeah, these lyrics are very sexy. Um, and the vocal delivery is really cool because I think the lyrics do kind of, there's some where it's kind of just like, come to me, you know, I want you yeah. now. And so it's kind of seducing. She's trying to seduce, but then mm -hmm. it, she's also just kind of demanding, you know, like do yeah, this to me. Like... Right. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that, that vocal delivery is fun because you almost feel that urgency. You feel that impatience where she's like, mm -hmm. I'm trying to be sexy and let's seduce you, but also just like, come, come now. You know, yeah, no, um, yes. so that's fun. You hear that in the way she's singing it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, the song doesn't feel like it's six minutes long at all. No. Um, yeah. So good job, because some songs that are only three minutes can feel like they're six minutes. Um, and yeah, I think just some really interesting production choices that make it interesting, right? Like the beat mm -hmm. will randomly stop. Um, there are some parts that almost feel so free and open that it feels like she's freestyling, like not just the last yeah, runs, but other parts yes. yeah, um, too. So I love that in this song. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, actually, this song has grown on me a lot because I've just kind of listened to this album on repeat um, these past right. this past week. And uh, yeah, I think I will give this one. Ooh. Do I give this one a 10? I might give it a 10. Mm. Yeah, honestly, that's why I didn't give Cuff it a big score because I was like, this song, for it to be like <clears throat> another like quote-unquote typical Beyonce track, eh, sorry, 10. Mm -hmm. 10 for mm -hmm. me too. <laughs> move, 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 move. Next song is Move. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought I kind of come in very abruptly the way the moves come in, you know? Yes. <laughs> but yes, up next we have Move featuring Grace Jones and Thames and is written by Beyonce, P2J, Ari Penn Smith, Blue June, Brittany Coney, Ronald Banful, Thames, and Grace Jones. All we have Stuart White, Mellow X, The Dream, and Guilty Beats as featured producers as well mm -hmm. again the dream is all over this it seems like he does not miss it's interesting yeah um but yes move we getting right back to uh, uh the motherland on this one i was like it's interesting because again she's like bringing all of her influences to the forefront we had the gift where she's doing more afro beats she we have uh, um four and then even b-day with the horns and the big band sound it's all here it's all here but now it's more just like aggressive and more like pop and not just like we're making a political thing it's more like me and my girls are coming through and i like that i think the tempo switch and the key change in these 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 transitions are the smoothest thing i mm -hmm. think like you said the, the song is six minutes and some of the stuff feels like it's being freestyle it feels so lucid but by the by the time the next song comes in you're like wait this is another song let me glance at my phone real quick what song is this and that's like it's very hypnotizing so when mm -hmm. move comes in it's very abrupt it's her repeating it you have grace jones who i mentioned with virgo's groove sounding like LaBelle. So it's just so interesting. I don't think that's what she was thinking. And if it was, you were a clever young lady, Beyonce. Very clever. Um, but yeah, again, this is Afrobeats goodness. And it feels like a nice, fun transitioning into the next phase of the album. Unlike Energy, where it just felt like, okay, where's this going? Oh, it's going somewhere? Oh, okay, bam. This one isn't super long, but it gets the point across. You have two, two other women on it, which is interesting because, again, I would love to hear her sister on a track with her because Solange has the punchiness that mm -hmm. sometimes Beyonce's trying to envelop and like uh, uh, portray. Beyonce has it. Mm -hmm. Hearing Grace Jones is really cool. Thames is really cool. But Solange, I want to hear Solange too. I would love to hear her sister on some, mm. some song. Act two, maybe? I don't know. Mm. But yes. How do you feel about this? Yeah, so. I think, well, first off, <laughs> in the sequence, it comes perfectly, because I think you kind of, mm -hmm. once you're at this point, you're kind of used to the kind of more funkiness, right, of the last couple yeah. songs, and then now this one's more powerful. Um, yes. And I've been, I'm in LA, so I've been driving a lot, and this one's a fun one in the car. Move out the way! So yeah, I will be honest, this is one where the first time I listened to it, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. Um, but now mm -hmm. that I've listened to this on repeat so many times, it's one I look forward to um right i mostly actually i love how i love how the second half first off basically just feels like a completely different song but also yes. it goes from being yes. really uh i guess kind of more aggressive with her kind of yelling more than the second mm -hmm. half is yeah. calmer right so the mm -hmm. build is almost it, it starts at its highest almost yeah. or close yeah. to its highest and then it calms yes. down and then it kind of does get more intense but it's just an interesting build um very interesting structure mm -hmm. um so yeah mm -hmm. i think the song really stands out this is one where i think after even the first listen i was already like move 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 yeah yeah <laughs> you, know? you know this in this song is interesting because there's an artist named dochi and she has a song called crazy and crazy has that hey she's yelling and she's mm. blah 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 almost in a similar kind of thing like this where it's very aggressive but talking about how powerful she is as a woman and how yeah. her and her girls and how guys can't afford them but it just never lets up really it's very aggressive almost almost not angry but it's just like fierce like you said the transition into this one was really smooth and now that you're saying all that i'm like oh my god 
Beyonce's timing is really interesting. I mean, the music industry itself, they already have their own kind of conversation about where music is going. Mm -hmm. So when you hear it, like, I guess two years later, because she was working on it, but when you hear it, like, months later or years later, it's so interesting. Because I'm like, where did you get this from? Where did you get this idea from? Like, what made you say yes to this? You know, things like this made me kind of, like, very curious to know what's happening in her brain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, yes, that being said... How would you rate? Volvo, Volvo. Hmm. Okay, I think again we're trying to think of these as standalone songs, right? So I think I'll give this one yes. an eight. I agree. As trendy as it is, even with Thames on it, and the shout out to Grace Jones, I also will give this an eight. Okay, moving on to Heated, and this one was done by Drake, Boy Wanda, Jahan Sweet, Seven Thomas, Nino, Blue June. Brittany Coney, Kalev, Cadenza, Beyonce, and Ricky Lawson. And there's also production mm. by Keeman Duran, Stuart White, and Harry Edwards. Um, we should note that this song has also changed since the initial release. Mm -hmm. um, she has replaced mm -hmm. a word in the track, um, which um, that word, while not usually used in a derogatory manner in America, is actually an ableist slur in other parts of the world. Um, Lizzo yeah. actually had to replace the same word in the track Girls mm -hmm. um, a few, yep. uh, like a month ago, maybe, or a month or two ago. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, so she's now replaced it already. So if you have the physical, you have the original one, but all streaming yep, services, the they've replaced everything. Um, yeah, so. Yeah. All right, so what do you Ooh. think of <laughs> Heated? Heated is interesting because it's, it's it's chill, right? It's like it's heated, but it's cooled down. It's more smoldery than it is yeah. like hot fire. Mm -hmm. um so i like that it's kind of like that i do enjoy that um i think it's interesting in the verse you can kind of hear her singing like the, a tagline and it's a little back in the mix um this one kind of goes back to a little bit more of a, like a romantic beyonce in a sense um i think lyrically it's funny because of not funny but it's kind of ironic how aubrey graham is on this one aka drake because we all know he's a soft boy but also, uh, honestly, never mind came out before this. So I'm trying to figure out which was the chicken or the egg. Like, was it like, oh, I just did a Beyonce song, make the whole album like this? Or was it like, hey, Beyonce, I'm working on something. Mm -hmm. um, we did mine together. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm just very curious to know what came before. And it's interesting because, like, with Drake, it wasn't bad, but I just don't feel like the songs delivered in a way that was eclectic as much as it was like i'm gonna ride this wave y'all don't know where i'm going with it but you know what i'm saying because mm -hmm. people are criticizing like what's the difference between beyonce and drake's album if you haven't heard from our scores there's a huge difference <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a huge difference you know and then honestly like melodically even Oh, the melody on this isn't that amazing or like something for me to latch on to isn't terrible but it's just you can tell that's kind of like meh and kind of like maybe drake-ish in a sense mm. okay so what while the melody is isn't like extremely dynamic here's mm -hmm. where i will say that it's because of beyonce's delivery yeah that is what makes it so good because drake obviously yeah. he's known for that kind of more monotone delivery right um mm -hmm, and that works mm -hmm. for a lot of his stuff but i think yes that's kind of what made that the last album maybe not as successful because it just wasn't yeah. it doesn't have the dynamics and and kind of um mm -hmm. they are just kind of the interesting nuances and, and flares yeah and like, there's something missing yeah exactly yeah so that's no that's moments. the difference um but i appreciate yeah. him for giving us this one because i actually do really like it um i like mm -hmm. that it's understated um i like that 
again, there's that tension there because she's talking about yeah. how she's heated. She's got to cool down. And we're kind of like, why? You know, and you can <laughs> yes. kind of feel that almost frustration in the way she's saying it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm heated and I got to cool down. Um, and then, of course, then that sassy rap comes in. So it's kind of mm -hmm. all building into that, right? She's like, it's almost mm -hmm. like that rap actually came first and she actually did it before she recorded the song yeah. and then she was like, okay, now I got to cool off. And then she's like, now she's cool enough to then now do it again. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah. But oh, that yeah. Rap... Cool up, cool up. Oh, yeah. Cool Another up, reference. Cool okay, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but yeah um, this rap may be my absolute number one favorite moment on this whole yeah, album. Um, first off, so I think she's clearly <laughs> been talking yeah. to some drag queens. If you watch Drag Race or mm -hmm. any even any exposure mm -hmm. to drag queens, like they love doing verses like this, you know, with the, the sounds yes. and, and, and kind of the fun <laughs> lyrics. Um, and just the awesome, mm -hmm. um, I don't know what the right word, just like, just how fun it is. Like just all the yeah. different tones, all the, the, all the different things. Yeah, the drama. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. I cannot wait to see her do that live. She has to. Oh my god, yes. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. You know, interest. The, the I think the fan flaps add to it too because you're getting pictures. That's something I haven't mentioned. Like lyrically wise, I said romantic. I didn't mean to say romantic, but like uh, sultry. Like like not romantic wasn't the word I wanted to use here. But the lyrics of this song is like nothing could play me but the radio. You know, I have all this stuff going for me. Like, you don't, you, so many people playing victim and villain at the same time. It's very critical of people mm. that, like, haters, if you will. But, like you said, yeah, it's just, I like how aware she is. Like, she says, like, going from, like, overrated. Like, she calls herself overrated. Like, self aware Beyonce is always my favorite. Like, you know, y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. <laughs> like, ooh, we are talking about you, Beyonce. And it's like, she knows, oh, Beyonce's not all that. But then the next day, oh my God, I love that song. I love single ladies. Mm -hmm. I love, do you though? Get out of my face, flaps the fan, yada, 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 yada. You know, that kind of thing. Like, mm, I'm here with you on all of that. I agree. It's just it's just really interesting. Again, I just oh, I want to see it. I want video. video. Mm -hmm. Maybe act two is video. And then act three is concert and not like three albums. No, if it's three albums, so. I'll take it. But I think it's three albums. Maybe, could you imagine? Oh, yeah, it is three albums. Yeah. Either way, I'm just saying I do want video somehow. Because, I mean, when she started doing that with B-Day, she sold herself to us. Yep. At that point, we're expecting visuals for everything now. Because B-Day was the album that she started that. And now we're expecting it con yep. consistently. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, how do you rate this one? Ooh, okay. I'll give this one a 9.5. How about you? I agree. 9.5. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Shout out to her Uncle Johnny. That was such a sweet little reference. I love oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know, rest mm -hmm. in peace. <laughs> and up next, we have a thick. Oh, hang on. Wait, no, it's not, it's not a 2K thing. It's a thick. I have to say thicky. A thicky clay. Anyway, so the song is written by Ball, Beyonce, Shadarika, Nicholas, Hit Boy, Ink, Lil Jew Made the Beat, The Dream, and Stuart White. Mm -hmm. Um, thick is interesting because it sounds kind of TikToky for me. Um, I hate that but not in a way where it's now. like. Anyway, continue. I Sorry, I'm too Poor old Jojo. for TikTok. Poor... I hate it. Continue. TikTok's, TikTok's tough. Um, <laughs> but like not in, not in a bad way. I just think it's interesting because she's like, uh, it's getting thicker. Uh, I told him to go harder. I like that part. It's very interesting. Um, I like that the pre has like a horn kind of sound and then like there's like a trap drum to kind of make it more like hip-hoppy or whatever yeah. and there's a spoken choruses and there's references to freaknik i'm like ugh. i love that she describes what the thickness is like thick what is thick like we know what thick is but what exactly is thick 
according to Beyonce. What is T-H-I-Q-U-E? Mm -hmm. um, I really love that. And if you don't know what Freak Nick is, y'all, I will explain that a little bit later. Because I have a reference to that later. But again, this song isn't like, oh my God, oh, we need to talk about it. Like so much things to talk about. It does what it needs to do. Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty chill. Um, effortless. I guess that's the word you could use here. Mm -hmm. It's more rapper Beyonce. And I've had seen some critiques about her rapping and people not really liking it. Oh. But honestly, because her voice is getting more deeper and raspier, it's good for me. Like, mm -hmm. ignore that she's a mom. Ignore that she's a pop star. Ignore that she's 40-something years old. She's serving you rap. And oh, yeah. she's doing it well. You know? So... Yeah, it's funny because you mentioned the TikTok thing. I, I, I so I've been yeah. making fun of a lot of younger people. Sorry if you're listening. That they do a vocal fry just in everyday life when they talk, uh, and it really oh annoys God, yes. me. It really annoys me. But in this case, the yeah. vocal fry is great. Um, yes. <laughs> I think yeah. it's cool, um, and it's fun to have almost a rap track from her. You know, um, mm -hmm. and it, and it's like this could very easily have been delivered super sassily. Um, yeah. and she didn't go yeah. that way, um, which I appreciate, mm -hmm. um, because that would yes. have been kind of annoying, I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the production is cool. I like the hi-hats. Um, I think the mm -hmm. little kind of low womps and kind of the mm -hmm. real extreme bass heaviness of it is cool. Um, and it all kind yeah. of builds very nicely. Um, and just as you start to kind of be over the rap penis of it, then <laughs> yeah. the vocals do kick in, right, for the second half. So I, I appreciated mm -hmm. that. Um, for sexy outro as well, have to shout that out. Um, yes. I do have to say that when I heard this song, I started thinking of choreo. And for those of you who don't mm -hmm. know, I've been very kind of like, I think I'm retiring from dance. But will this bring me Ooh. back to class? Maybe. If people teach to this, maybe. Because it's fun. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is very fun. Again, this could, this could slot right in next to Yonce mm -hmm. on self-title. Again, like I think this is an evolution of that for sure. So that being said... What kind of rating do you give the thick? Ooh, okay. Hmm. Okay, this is more one that I want to dance to, but I don't know if I want to listen to it a lot, so I'll give it a 7.5. How about you? Okay, I will give this a thick 8. Okay. The next one is All Up In Your Mind, which was done by Beyonce, Ba, Chirica Nichols, Mike Dean, Blood Pop, A.G. Cook, S1, Jamil, Alsi, and The Dream. Um, mm -hmm. So what do you think of All Up In Your Mind? Open your mind's interesting. I mean, if you look at the names around here, just, these are pop yeah. people. Like, yeah, they've done some hip hop here and there. Um, mm -hmm. uh, like, what's, what's his name? Mike Dean. He's done some hip hop here and there. But, like, Blood Pop? What you doing on there? <laughs> um, I mean, Gaga, Rina Sawayama, th things like that. I'm just like, oh, very pop. So it's interesting to have this sound on this album because this is hyper pop. This is definitely like a blackified version of hyper pop and for people that don't know think like charlie xex marina sabayama sophie shy girl so it's interesting that she got this and i'm also very happy i would love to see her explore it some more and i can hear certain things kind of clashing and clanging a little bit mm -hmm. but i i like it i mean this song though like lyrically kind of reminds me of this video here on youtube i forgot the youtuber's name but it's like it's titled beyonce the ultimate pick me um like she has some of these really romantic lyrics about how she needs someone and you're like but b what but the the beat is so sick you get you forget that she's being kind of like needy in a sense like mm. she has like these raspy growly vocals for sure but compared to like a partition where she's being kind of like you know, Monica Lewinsky all over my gown, which by the way, Monica's like, hey, since you're removing, you know, 
but like compared to like a, a partition the way this song is kind of going where it's just like give me this and like i will comply and all this stuff like that partition i think is a little bit above it in the sense of like sexiness and even though she's like getting really nasty and she's kind of being submissive hmm. partitions a little bit higher for me um this song isn't bad it's just not as catchy as a partition and again i think it's amazing how she's like i'm strong i'm this i'm all of that but then she's like why don't you notice me in the lyrics mm. it gives like this vulnerability that i think that everyone kind of feels like yeah i can love myself but why the hell aren't you loving me too and i like that mm -hmm. um this is an r&b hyper pop thing and i'm here for it it's just Again, the, the the conflicting kind of sounds and mm -hmm. lyrics make it like something I want I want her to delve a little bit more into because I'm just like, oh, okay, I like yeah. this. I feel this personally as well. Mm -hmm. So you know, I'm not mad at it. How do you feel about this one? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Actually, this is one I tend to forget on the album. Uh -huh. um, for some okay. reason, it just doesn't really stand out for me, and I think it's because the melody just kind of gets a little boring as the song progresses because it's the same. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing. The whole time, yes. pretty much. Yes, yeah. there are production switch-ups. Yes, there are new background vocals. Um, and there are some cool elements throughout. Like, like, I do like that kind of, like, breathing in the background, uh, I think, at one point. Yeah. Um, yes. But, yeah, I don't know what it is. For some reason, this one just doesn't fully do it for me. I will say I like yeah. that the way she's singing, especially in the verses, that kind of more slightly staccato execution, um, a kind of nonchalant mm -hmm. delivery that does change up as it goes. Um, mm -hmm. And there's kind of an interesting effect on the voice, too. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. This one isn't totally for me. I just, I, I couldn't even really sing yeah. it back to you now, to be honest. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't, doesn't have a partition how where you're like, it's nasty. She's she's being a little submissive, but it just, something about it is not as, like I said, there are moments, but for me, I don't yeah. think it was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I did like how kind of noisy it got at the very end. Like, I think the mm -hmm. overall build of the song is cool, but that's pretty much yeah. all I can really take away from it. So I'm going to give this one a, a 7.5. Oh, that feels. I know it feels wrong. <laughs> um, okay. I will also give it a 7.5. On to the 14th track. America has a problem by Beyonce, the dream, Mike Dean, Jay-Z, Kilo Ali, Tino Macintosh, mm. and uh, this one has a sample of cocaine, which was written by Tino and Andrell Rogers and performed by Kilo Ali. Mm -hmm. So, yes, now America has a problem. I think this was the song when people we saw the track list, we thought, okay, Beyonce is going to give us a statement like formation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a statement. Joke's on you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and she did not do that mm. i mean if you take up think about like the the source material america has a problem the cocaine endemic the, the yeah. economics if you want to get into it if you want to get into the political statement there you can look into it if you want to kind of like underlying messages but like as a whole she's saying no america i am <laughs> the problem yeah <laughs> i'm know? like a drug like, yes Yes, I am the drug. I'm inf infiltrating your homes. I'm influencing your children. Watch out. I'm here for that. And I love that she, I love like the, the beat because it's Freak Nick. It's a Freak Nick kind of beat. And if you don't know what Freak Nick is, it was Atlanta's hottest party back in the 90s. Like, I mean, think Woodstock, but with more like more seasoning and twerking. Um, Just a lot of just interesting things going on. And this one felt really cool because the percolating sounds. It reminded me of Supersonic by JJ Fad. Um. And of course, the sample is from that era anyway. And I love that pre-hook rap 
Oh yes. my gosh. It's so fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it reminds me of I'm bad. Like the whole eighties rap situation with the orchestral hits, like dun, dun, LL Cool J Kangle hats, you know, just truly eighties. And when I think about eighties, I, I think when people think about eighties, it gets stuck in like Huey Lewis kind of corniness or like um, Rick Astley. And I love that kind of sound. But like we're getting kind of stuck in this like weekend version Dua Lipa thing. Even in K-pop, they're doing it, and it's just like, come on. There's so many other sounds in the '80s, and it's just like this is why having a supply of influences or a library of references is important. I mean, she can go so far with this. Like this could have gone into like Afro Africa Bombada and the super the super uh, the Soul Sonic Force like Planet Rock like B boying. It could have gone so far and it could mm. still go that way. Like she has so much more she can dive into. Just, oh, I don't think she's going to give us more dancing. But again, if she's sitting there deciding to do like a whole tour, she could easily segue right into an Africa, Africa Bimbada kind of thing. Um, again, she could have eaten it so much more. Um, and again, she could have been political, like how she called Karen's terrorists on the earlier track. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I love how she was just like, I am the problem. I'm awesome. Um, so what did you think? What are your thoughts yeah. about this one? Yeah, I, I think the production is cool. I like the kind of kind of click snare that's used. I like the kind mm-hmm. of wiry bass dynamic. But actually, the thing that mm-hmm. stands out the most to me is her vocals in this. Um, super mm-hmm. dynamic song. Um, yeah. You get the rap parts that are a bit more conversational. Um, you mm-hmm. get the signature belt. You get the extended notes. Um, you get the attitude, right? So it's just all... Mm-hmm. Yeah, she just sounds really great in this song. Um, my favorite parts are when she does the no. <laughs> Like yeah. in between yes. the extended yes. notes it's just fun um so yeah i think it's it's a good one i will say again though this is one that i can't really remember like it's not one that i mm. list as a highlight when i listen to the album um mm-hmm. but i enjoy it when i listen to it so yeah yeah it's it's i don't know i don't know what what to rate it what do you rate it <laughs> I'm honestly going to give this one an eight for the sake of like creativity, Mm. but it's just not sitting up higher for me only because of the lack of like me attaching to the melodies and the verses. Like I just remember the awesome kind of hits and moments. Okay. You know, so I'll give it like an eight in that sense. I want to go lower, but I think (laughs) I'll take your lead and also give it an eight. All right. The next song is pure slash honey. I guess we say the slash, right? It's not just pure honey. Yeah. 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 All right. So this one was done by Andrew Richard, Michael D. Cox, the high Marcel Alston, Jarrell Black, Moi Renee or Moi Renee. Sorry. Brittany Coney, The Dream, Blue June, Michael Pollock, Darius Dixon, Raphael Sadiq, Blood Pop, Beyonce, Kevin Jay-Z Prodigy, Kevin Aviance, Count Maurice, Andrew Richardson. Did I miss anyone? Oh. Yes. There's still a production oh. by Stuart White and Nova Wave. Oh. Yes. Oh. Wow. So this one wow. has three samples, which is why I just listed so many people. And um, <laughs> there's Miss Honey, there's Cunty, mm-hmm. and there's Feels Like. And I already listed all those people, so I'm not going to say it again. Anyway. Yes. This. <laughs> now this is a drag queen's mm-hmm. dream. This is like a queer yeah. classic in the making. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love when songs have two parts, too, because that's always fun. Yeah. Um, it's always interesting, like, why they chose to put them together. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I love Beyonce's lower tone. I know we mentioned it quite a lot already in this episode, yeah. but I love that her 
her just speaking in this tone for the whole first yeah. part of the track is just great. It's just a great balance mm-hmm. of sass and ease. And she just, it's a very pleasant voice to listen to. Um, yes. And yeah, you know, the whole build production wise is just very cool. I think the Cunty sample is really well used. Um, I like how the synth slowly get added in, the percussion slowly gets added in. Um, and then just mm-hmm. as you get a little bored, the honey part kicks in. <laughs> we get some more brightness. Yes. We get we get some more melody. I like the affected horns. Um, mm. And again, the harmonies are just layered so beautifully. So this is a yeah. good one. I think I think so too. I think this this ballroom the ballroom has another anthem, honey, mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, I think the thing about like having the two songs like the pure honey thing. I mean, if you take out the slash. Um, it can be pure slash honey or just pure honey. It's it, it still works. If you want to have them as two separate entities, or if you want to combine it into one yes. thing, that's completely fine. You know, she's giving you raw and sweet. If you think about what honey is, if you think about Beyonce and the whole beehive and her whole bee sting thing, it still fits in. Again, it's one of those things where if you like step back, or even if you step in it rather, if you step in it and submerge yourself into her mind, you're like. I don't like her, but she's smart. Or like, I love her. She's so smart, and this is why I love her. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things. Um, I think with this song, it's it goes back into that foil concept. And what foil is like in a literary sense, it's that there's two separate characteristics of a character or like a or, or characters, excuse me, that they have opposite kind of attributes that complement the other or like highlights the other person's strength or the, it, this is what the song does mm-hmm. you have one section that's like okay okay and then it gets into miss honey miss honey it's just like <laughs> where is that coming from you know it went from like this way like you know disco funky kind of thing going on like funky and all of a sudden miss honey <laughs> it feels very it's interrupted and i love that kind of foil character that comes in the song feels really good to like duck walk to and there is no definitive chorus really what kind of leans back into like her more dancier tracks mm-hmm. it again feels really lucid but i want to learn creo to this and i think honey is a fun handoff it reminds me of like the kind of like pure is kind of reminds me pure honey that whole little section where they're kind of like switching in between reminds me of like Diana Ross's like muscles like the kind of cheesy like a random it's just just I don't know something about it was like really dreamy for a second and I was mm-hmm. like I can hear Diana kind of doing something like this not so much Donna but I can hear someone from back then with big hair and dresses and just giving you sultry mm-hmm. um so. What would you rate this track? I have my score already. I will give it a nine. How about you? I agree. I was gonna give oh, a nine. I was gonna give it a nine too, but yes, it's a nine. <laughs> Last track on this album is "Summer Renaissance," mm-hmm. written by Beyonce, Levin Kali, Blue June, Mike Dean, Brittany Coney, The Dream, Lavar Copen, Inc., Sal Dali, Ricky Lawson, Donna Summer, Giorgio Mordor, Pete Bolette, Nova Wave, and Soul Was. I have to read through all this. Yeah, it's a lot of names. This song contains elements and interpolations of I Feel Love, written by Donna Summer, Giorgio Moroder, and Pete Bullitt. And it's performed by Donna Summer. Of course, the queen. And mm-hmm. we all know that Beyonce loves a little bit of Donna. I mean, yes. naughty girl. Yes. She's been living for her. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'm going to let you kick us off. Okay, yes. I want to note also, so this is the third song that has been sent to radio for the potential second single. Yes. So, very interesting yes. choice. I, um, yeah. I may be here for this one, actually. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, how can you do a dance or disco-influenced album without referencing Donna Summer? Come on now. Um, yeah. So, again, the yeah. use in this case is very inspired, very refreshing. She could have very easily mm-hmm. just sang I Feel Love 
but she changed it. Yeah. It's I'm so good, you know? So it feels yeah. brand new, you know? Um, and that mm -hmm. synth progression is so classic, but again, she made it sound cool. Um, a really, yeah, just a really awesome way to use it. And yeah, I think this song wraps up the project perfectly. It's sexy, it's fun, mm -hmm. it's confident. Um, again, you get the dynamics of her of her voice. I like the kind of sing-songy verse that happens mid-song. It's really cool yes. and just super unexpected given how, just kind of how the rest of the song is. Um, and again, it just kind of ties it back to the kind of just the more con conversational vocal style she was using throughout some of the other songs. Um, See. But yeah, just <laughs> imagine this song like ending the concert, right? With real applause. Ooh! Tons of confetti, yeah. the sugar mamas, if they're still called that, <laughs> going off behind her. As you can tell, I'm just obsessed with her band. Um, yeah. Oh gosh, this yeah. this whole album needs to be performed <laughs> just from start to finish. She doesn't need to sing anything else. Um, and I love that the ending, <laughs> yes. it doesn't just end mm -hmm. like on a button or anything. You get this understated mm -hmm. synth line, you get that pensiveness mm -hmm. back, and it leads it perfectly back into I'm That Girl. Like, this album is a perfect, oh just God, constant yes. replay album. Because that's how I was listening to it at first. I just had it on repeat. And when I, yeah. at first, I couldn't tell that we, I had finished it, you know? Like, I, it just right. kind of kept going. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, uh, so well thought out. Anyway. No, you're so right. What do you I think? sat here, I was like, wait. <laughs> oh, no, no, seriously. You're so right. Because it, it brought me back to, like, wait, wait, wait. It's, the thing I said before, the song makes you go, wait, hang on, let me look at my phone real quick. What song is it? Which is great. And honestly, I love the whole summer renaissance because it's not, it's like summer, what do you mean by that? Donna Summer reimagined. Yes. I freaking love that. That's beautiful. Because I was like, oh, it is summertime. Uh, for me, uh, oh. dumb brain came out. <laughs> big brain came, you know what I'm saying? Like big brain had to step in and be like, listen, kid, sit here put the big one back in here so i appreciate it because it is reimagined and i think this this whole thing it really fits the whole renaissance thing i mean it's it's a huge undertaking to have that as a title renaissance what what are you reinventing what is what is being reimagined yeah think about all the influences she's done it and now we're at the end taking it back to an influence that she has always kind of used mm -hmm. i I would have loved to see a little Tina thing, but it's kind of hard to throw like a Tina thing on here. But either way, I feel like there's some Tina in here either way with the horns and stuff, you know, proud Mary horns being thrown in everywhere with things. Um, but yes, I love that. And I think, hang on, back to Donna. Kelly needs to play her in a biopic. I said, all right, I'm gonna say it again. Um, I think the thing about this song is I love the lasery kind of sense. I go pew, 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 pew. Um, <laughs> and it could have been cheesy, but it wasn't because the rap's kind of like, carried it really well yeah and there's some like it just reminds me of shaka khan's i feel for you um especially in the chorus part like right before and like the it's so good it's so good it's so good that part there it got really churchy at the end too like it feels like you know whatever felt good to her was feeling real good especially with the church <laughs> and the choir singing and we're like yes this is good this is amazing um i feel like she caught the freaky ghost you know not the holy one she caught the freaky ghost she goes feels good yeah like you know like it just felt very much like you know doom, 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 doom. if you know black churches that the chords going doom, 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 the vamping that's what it felt like i would love to hear some vamping for this um but yes i i, I think it's interesting because it ties back into a little bit into b-day because at the end she's listing a bunch of like labels like clothing uh -huh. and whatnot and she did that and upgrade you right and the music's still kind of going while she's still rapping at the end and the it's echoing out it's winding down and like like you said that that little synth at the end it just makes me think of the disco donkey that she's riding off into space it's a horse 
I know, but just for the alliteration, you know, Disco Donkey. <laughs> so the Disco Donkey just carrying her off into the sunset or wherever we're going, either into the next phase, mm -hmm. act two, or right back into this wonderful loop yes. of the Renaissance. Mm -hmm. So that being said, I will give this song a 9.5. Okay, I give this one a 10. This one's up there. All right, so we're now at our cut or keep section. So if you had to cut a song from this album, which is very difficult because it just is yeah. so seamless, um, what would you cut? Uh, make, I would cut out energy. It's okay. As a transitional song, it, like it's decent. Like I was thinking about cutting out Cuff It because Virgo Groove already kind of does what mm. it needs to do. And mm -hmm. Cuff It's kind of like a safe thing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'll say energy because I feel like something else could have been there in its place. Like, I mean, if you think about the Velvet Rope album, there was a whole song of just production and it was it something zone oh my god oh god can i think of the title of the song but it's something's on a safe zone but it was just her talking about three different zones of feeling and music and i feel like if we would just had a straight dance track to kind of transition us that would have been a little bit more interesting in that sense as opposed to energy no offense to beam but eh, it's okay uh okay. what would you cut okay so while energy <laughs> is i think my least rated or yeah my lowest rated song um i would actually mm -hmm. keep it because i like the way it sees into break my soul so i would probably cut all up in your mind just because i never remember it oh yeah but i still like it it's just it's this, yeah. is, this is tough no, all right if you could only right. keep one song from this album what would you keep i know what i would keep I know I would keep two. Once we one, two, three, I feel like we both gonna keep okay. the same one. That's oh why. really? Okay, ready? I don't think so. Maybe not. I'm trying to be different. We'll see what happens. One, two, three. Virgo's alien groove. superstar. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was thinking Virgo's groove too, but alien superstar is definitely one of my favorites. Like if I were to show someone something, you know, she doesn't cuss too much on it too. I know this is weird, but my mom doesn't like that she's cursing now. And I'm like, mm. mom, but Beyonce's been cursing since Lemonade. I mean, since self-titled. She mm -hmm. goes, yeah, but I just, she's so classy. And like, she's one of the pop artists that kind of like, I I can listen to, I can let younger people listen to. Like, it's just, she's so clean. And I'm like, really, mom, you think so? But in the sense of like how it sounds sonically, lyrically speaking, it's just the way it makes me feel, it makes everyone kind of feel. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really solid damn song. Oh, yeah. So I think I would keep that song for sure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'll choose Virgo's Groove. Um, I know mm -hmm. it's a little, it's very typical of me because I think, I, I don't know, I'm very obvious, I think, okay with now. my taste. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I don't care. It's awesome. And I really enjoy it. And every time I hear it, I'm very That's happy good. about it. So, yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> if I had to just keep one section of a song, though, it has to be mm -hmm. the rap from Heated. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, That's, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the best. Oh, man. I need to learn it. Yes. Overall thoughts on the album, <laughs> oh. one week in. Right, right. One week in, after listening to it in my car, I think I've said everything I needed to say. I think, the the, the again, the, the, the reason it's so seamless and it feels almost like she's just transporting through time is her ability to combine the old with the new. She has so many different kind of elements and the, the dynamicism of this album is definitely apparent. And it's been so long since we've had an actual pop artist do like songs like this. Mm -hmm. mm, it just, I feel something from yeah. this. I don't know what it is. I feel mm -hmm. like I'm getting brainwashed. I don't know. Also, shout out to this dang album. This is Lady Godiva, Bianca Jagger going into a disco on a horse. The idea behind the whole album, Cover, again, you I, mean 
the cover, excuse me, the whole album yeah. cover, the, the everything inside of it, even the packaging of the box. You guys will see me unbox it on our CCTV Instagram. Yeah. But like thought went into it and I appreciate it. It's yeah. the old, it's the new. Yeah, so, we yeah. love a good physical. Um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, honestly, there's a reason Beyonce is the queen right now, right? Yeah. Like there's a reason yeah. no one can even touch her, honestly, in yeah. the current landscape of artists. Um, mm -mm. And this album lives up to that title. Um, it's so well thought out. Every single element, every single background vocal, every instrument, there was some thought put into it and it's there for a reason and you can hear that. Mm -hmm. um, and you can also hear just, even just from the breadth of samples that were used, how inspired mm. she was and how how deep they went into the archives of this inspiration as well um mm -hmm. and so it's mm -hmm. just it's just an awesome project it's just yeah you can't even compare it to um most of the other artists out there now um and i will definitely continue to just keep this album on repeat um, sure. there's very, especially now in the days of where people are just listening to, you know, random playlists and stuff, it's very rare to have mm -hmm. an album you want to listen to just from front to back. Oh my God. Um, and yeah. this one is one. And I can't, I don't yes. know if I could even say that about any of her other albums either. So. Oh, for you. Yeah. For me. So what do you give <laughs> as a final rating for the whole project? I will give this a nine. A nice nine me too oh, a nine yeah so what do you think is and i even think so what is next for her let's just get right into it what is next yeah for... so we know this is the first part of a trilogy we don't know okay. exactly what the next two parts are the most rumors that are going around are that act two is country inspired mm -hmm. and act three could potentially be destiny's child um i don't know if that's just fans kind of just trying to make that happen as because we do <laughs> know it sounded like that reunion was pretty solid before the world was turned upside down so that's why uh -huh. i think people are anticipating that um mm -hmm. but if that's the case i loved um what was the song that she uh, daddy lessons um that she did oh yes with the Dixie lessons, chicks yeah. like i thought that was so cool so if that's the direction of her more country inspired stuff i'm here for it i think that's awesome mm -hmm. um yeah and destiny's child i've been praying for a destiny's child reunion <laughs> since they broke up and i hated yeah. the destiny fulfilled tour so they need to redo it mm. using the sugar mamas all the brand new ways that beyonce has been doing her set list with all the different ways she interpolates her own songs and stuff like just imagine yeah. a destiny's child tour like that that needs yeah. to happen so in for the fan in me i want act three to be destiny's child um but mm -hmm. i won't really get my hopes up um but honestly i'm just <laughs> excited to see what she does with this project i'm curious what they do release a singles i hope there's a visual aspect to the whole thing i'm curious if she'll tour act one or if she'll wait till she releases all three like we don't even know the timing of it mm, right so yeah. yeah i'm just i'm excited and i will just listen to this album a lot in the meantime yes! yeah how about you i think after the leak situation which is normal in in in, in music y'all just want to say that especially when you get you know different that was stupid like two days come on guys two days isn't that bad i don't know why people were making such a big deal of it but anyway continue. yeah compared to four compared to four four was released like way before so that's good you know i mean two days is not good but it's better excuse me um it happened to gaga y'all it happened to gaga anyway um because that happened <laughs> about to get real tight we might get a random drop like she did freaking 
self-titled a random friday night and this she might even shift the paradigm again and, sh and release it on on, on, on a freaking monday i don't know but it went from like tuesdays to fridays because beyonce decided i'm gonna drop it on a friday night and the ran you know what I'm saying? she might decide to do that now who knows but yeah i agree with you i think the, the next uh, coming will be interesting to see because she definitely kind of piqued my interest i thought she was gonna do a bunch of disco stuff but she didn't so I'm um, definitely interested. I'm excited to see what she's going to do. I'm wondering if we're going to get some features or she's going to just kind of solo dolo this. We are definitely getting visuals. I feel like Beyonce would not let us go without visuals. I just don't think she's going to just blab it out as as a thing right now, especially after what happened. But yes, um, Beehive or non-Beehive or new listeners. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, a friend of mine, Leo. I just want to blame him for Beyonce's album getting leaked because he's the one black person that doesn't like Beyonce. And because of that, the B linement was thrown off. And uh, <laughs> he listens to our show. And then, <laughs> he knows what I'm saying. I always say, when there's one black person out of alignment, Beyonce's life don't go well. We all have to be in, in <laughs> we all have to be in line, okay? <laughs> we have to be in formation for Beyonce. <laughs> but yeah, he's not a huge Beyonce fan, but he said he actually liked it. And shout out to him because he's listened to our show. He really appreciates it. So, um, but yeah, Beehive, what do you think about this album? Leo, what do you think about this album? <laughs> um, let us know your thoughts in the comments below or message us at CCTV Pops on all social media. You can also join us on Patreon where you can help us decide our next episode topic. Uh, so yeah like what album should we do next I say we should do a Janet album um, I'm in the mood okay I'm, mood. I'm down <laughs> let's do it yes so please give us a like subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell and for our listeners give us a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice until next time that's Chris that's Jan and we are CCTV <laughs>